2: Follow us on Instagram at FromTheShadowsPodcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar at YouTube and put FromTheShadowsPodcast. And please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network. And we can be found there at com. We are still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast. ...and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. Well, that's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said, let's get this episode started. Without further ado, here's your host... Shane Grove.
3: Hello, everybody. This is uh, Shane Grove, the host of From the Shadows podcast. And joining me this fine evening is Jason, the super producer. How are you doing, Jason?
2: Greetings, everyone.
3: Uh, also joining us is uh, my liege. Is that how I'm supposed to refer to you tonight, Judge?
4: <laughs> that will be acceptable.
3: He my says liege will
4: acceptable.
3: My liege or my, or my scourge i don't know
4: (laughs) well good evening everyone it's uh it's a wednesday night so we're going to burn the midnight oil but
3: oh yeah yeah there's nothing better than when we decide to uh record a podcast on a weeknight late at night and i am sitting down in the basement of the house and uh probably the spookiest part and we get into some really (laughs) really crazy things and uh I, I kind of wonder why I don't have an office somewhere, and rather, and I'm not sitting by the water heater, you know. <laughs> has it has not worked out yet? So. But it adds right. to the it adds to the atmosphere for me being
4: enough scared. of I'm your scared. childishness. Let's introduce
3: the guest. jeez. Ah,
4: <laughs>
3: well, geez, I'm hurt now. I may take my ball and go home just because of that. So, <laughs>
0: right.
3: so, so joining us tonight is, and I don't even know. I, I can't even do, do it justice, do, this, do the story justice. So I'm going to introduce uh, Rick and let Rick take us down a path of, of enlightenment, so to speak. So, Rick, can you uh, chime in here and uh, introduce yourself and uh, give us a little bit of a background? And then we'll, uh, we'll kind of delve into why you're on the program.
5: Okay. That'll be fine. And,
3: uh, thank you guys for
5: inviting me to your, uh, your podcast. It's, uh, I'll try to do as, as good a job as you guys do I'll try anyway. Well, and, you mean, uh, you should
3: aim a little bit higher than that. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but, um, uh, I, I will say just, uh, how we came there is, uh, uh, Mandy from the ghost sisters recommended yes. your podcast to me and I started, uh, uh, looking into it and following a bit more, and you guys, uh, you you know what you're doing. And I'm uh, impressed with that. And uh, I guess how this initially got started, uh, so I can explain to people, is uh, um, I am the caretaker, which is a position uh, somewhat for a shrine in East Tennessee, in Bristol, actually. And uh, this shrine is uh, Shinto in origin, although it is not... A Shinto shrine, far say, and we can go into that a little bit as the specifics. So but basically, it's a place that has been here. Uh, well, it's been here for many, many years. The property itself was purchased by my grandfather uh, back in the 30s. And uh, he's had the property. And then when he passed away, my father bought the property. And subsequently, when my father passed away, I acquired the property and uh, moved back up here I grew up in this area and then moved away for many years 20 or more years went to North Carolina you know. uh, pursuing my career and then came back to this area uh, when my father was ill and started staying at the place and it kind of grew on me and i've been here now for about 20 years. Um, What essentially happened is. This is a piece of property that is a uh, now recognized by some groups, not all groups. And I'd like to say when I'm speaking about Shinto or uh, any of the temple type stuff that goes on here, I'm not speaking for any of the other uh, things that are out there because, you know, they, uh, they have their own. that would be like one person speaking for a whole group, and that's just not done. So everything that I'm speaking about will be for this shrine particularly. But uh, it is, uh, we have a name, it's called the Uda Shrine, U-R-A, but it's not Ura, it's Uda, and that means technically hidden or secret. And uh, when a Japanese individual would look at the shrine and go to the shrine, they go, there's secrets of this shrine, which there most certainly is. And I'm assuming that's why we're talking tonight and why uh, um, the ghost sisters are coming to visit this spot this coming weekend. We're going to spend some time here and do some investigation. Yes,
3: we're can
4: very you, Can you, Rick? Can, can you briefly give our listeners um, a brief synopsis of what Shinto is?
5: Well, yes, uh, and this it, is once again this is my interpretation as I was indoctrinated into it. Uh, I'm not Japanese. I'm 6'5". I became involved in Shintoism. Well, through a traditional martial art, I began studying at 12 years old. And there was a small kamidana, which is a kind of like a priest box you'll see on the side of walls. Some Japanese have them in their house. Now, Shinto is considered to be, uh, for the most part, the indigenous religion of Japan. But it's not really a religion. It has no dogma. It has no Bible. There's no... Head of the church. There's nothing. Basically, the emperor of Japan is over Jinja Shinto, which I'm definitely not. And then there, there's Kilha Shinto. And I'm trying. To, I'm going to try to use as least Japanese terms as I can because one, I'm from Appalachia, so I probably butcher. It. And secondly, <laughs> so so uh,
4: Rick, would you would you describe Shinto rather being a religion, more of a um. More of a, a a philosophy, a way of life, sort of yes. like Buddhism. You know, Buddha is, is not is not technically a religion, if I'm correct about that. It's a yes. It's a um. It, it's I'm lost similar for words, to paying.
5: Okay, they pay respect. It, it, it's not a religion like there's a one deity that creates everything. It's uh, animistic. In other words, everything has a spirit. Kind of like the American Indian when they look at uh, the natural world, the Aborigine, the Wiccans now, they are, they're very much into earth and all of this stuff. Basically, not, definitely not uh, Abrahamic religion type stuff, obviously, but it's, uh, they pay respect to ancestors. And in other words, I guess a simple way to put it, now the Japanese are not very religious as a, as a group. and I, I'm not speaking generally because I can't, but from my experience. They're not that religious, but they're extremely superstitious from the ones that I have met and almost to a, th- to a fault. So the big thing with them is what they call calming, Kami, K-A-M-I, Kami, once again, that's how you say it, is everything has a spirit. And if you pick something off, the spirit of the mountain will cause you to fall or the spirit of the water. Everything has a spirit, not necessarily like a ghost or what have you, but everything's there. So you pay respects to everything. So that's just, how, so, and, and in that respect, it's very good, good practice. You, you, you honor
4: everything. So basically Rick in, in Shinto is there's, uh, everything has an energy source or energy to that. And if my understanding is correctly and correct me if I'm, cause I could be completely wrong that, that there is good, but, but there's also evil and there's evil spirits. And so there's a lot of rituals and things like that to try to ward off evil spirits. Yes. It's
5: it's um, uh, it, it, it's to the point of uh, everything has an essence. A, a tree has an essence and it has a value either for wood or life or oxygen or what have you. A rock has an essence. So therefore it has a kami of value. Now that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, in Shinto there's this term, called eight million gods. They don't actually think there's eight million gods. There's that's just a term. And now this is once again as was taught to me. You may have somebody come unglued that's in a Shinto shrine and go, that's not what it is at all. Uh, maybe it's easier now if I explained comparing me to the Jinja shinto, which is the formal Shinto of Japan, I can make an analogy, but it's just an analogy that if you took Roman Catholicism as a religion and compared to the Jinja Shinto, it's similar in the fact that they have the big big giant cathedrals, the robes, all the pomp and circumstance. You have to go to their Catholic schools to be a priest. It's very structured. Now, they would say, and then if you imagined, and this is the other end of the scale just for comparison, that you were here in Appalachia with the uh, Pentecostal. Religion same religion same God, but the Pentecostals are the people who are in a small room. Speaking in tongues and. You know, drinking and I mean that's extreme. We don't do that, but the other extreme so that's how you could compare, you know, if some people would say, well, this is not Shinto. Well, the Pentecostal would say, yes, it is, but we're not your kind of Shinto kind of thing. So the the practice I do is basically a form of Shintoism that is specific to martial artists. Uh, that had to deal with battle back in the ean in and the e in the Edo periods. And it became a uh, a battle strategy more than anything. That's how I was introduced to it. I've never been into the formal shrine Ginger shrines like for the 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 main emperor and that kind of thing.
3: so so how so how does a Shinto shrine end up in the middle of Appalachia? Well, it tell me there. It tell me there's no snakes like the Pentecostal, because if there's snakes, I'm out.
5: <laughs> well, yeah, no, there's not that here.
3: Um, essentially, the story, I guess, from my point,
5: that we found out is, uh, when I was growing up, I was a troubled kid, stayed in trouble. Uh, my parents and relatives were all military, some of them, you know, Navy, Marine, every every branch, and uh, they were going to send me to uh, VMA, Virginia Military Academy, to straighten me out at about. 10 years old, because if he could get into it, I was and that scared me pretty good, but uh, one of my uncles who was a uh, career army gentleman introduced me to a uh, Japanese guy who was in the area for work at the time. This is back in the 60s. That's how long it was. And they started me in a traditional martial art Japanese. Now I don't want to go into the martial art because there are specific people still in this art that don't practice shintoism it's not they're not together necessarily you don't have to do one to do the other is what i'm saying but uh so i was studying this martial art and i looked up on the wall of the dojo very small school and i saw this little house thing with you know some characters on it and some leaves and a few things which is just a traditional kamidana which is kind of like a spirit shelf that most shintoists have in their homes or their businesses just like any other thing, I guess similar to, and I don't want to compare, but like a Christian would have a cross or something on a wall in Japan. It's a kami a small little house-looking thing. That's called the spirit house for the kami, and you pay respect to them, and they watch over the house, it's kind of like a good luck charm. So there was one of those in the Honden area, the, the main area of the, the dojo, and I kept asking about it, and uh, the more I asked, now one thing that may make a difference to anyone who's listening is that when I was growing up my, now this is my mother in the 50s uh, my mother was always doing uh, uh, crystals and pendulums and charts and all kind of things like that and I thought nothing of it, it was just part of my growing up and my father always considered my mother's stuff as that's her stuff, he wouldn't discuss it uh, once again he was military and a few things and he just didn't discuss that I later found out much later, after my mother's passing, and my brother and a few of us started looking at things when you could actually find things out on the internet, because there was none of that, of course, back then, is that we determined that my mother was a practitioner of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, which is ritualistic magic. Now, I've never practiced that. I know nothing about it, other than we found some boxes that she had. And we found all these charts and the pendulums and things that we also growing up as kids. And when we started researching it, it was the golden dawn type magic. And that's a, uh, very ritualistic type. I mean, that's kind of like robes and all that as well. So I've been exposed to that. So when I was in the dojo, the, the was nothing new. So I kept getting interested, interested in it. And, uh, literally the martial art changed my life, kept me out of trouble. Instead of going to jail, I ended up being a police officer and working with various agencies and and having a a good life based on I've made the right turn at the right time. And the martial, the discipline, the martial art itself didn't, of course, get me there. It was just having structure. And in in the process of that was when I became involved in Shinto. Now, I was grown, I grew up in the buckle of the Bible Belt here in Appalachia. I mean, I can remember... Almost going into high school, that there was still the blue law in Tennessee, which means nothing was open on Sundays at all because of, for, I mean, the whole state was shut down. It was against the law to have a business open. So it's that kind of religious structure that was in this
3: area. That's so, like, it's like Amish could, you know, pretty much. up here. Yeah.
5: yeah. And then I can remember cool. it was a big thing when gas stations started opening up on weekends on Sundays they could go get gas because literally, if you didn't have what you needed for Monday morning by Saturday night, you didn't get it in this area. So, you know, with that going, you couldn't walk around and say, uh, "I mean, I'm studying Shinto because that would have that would have not went over at all." So all of this I stuff see. I'm studying, yeah
3: I, see. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that would be. I, yeah,
5: that, that, would, that would, be would not be good. Way. Like
3: yes,
5: yeah, that that's just off the hook. You, you, it would never happen. Plus, what my mother was practicing at the time, it just it just would never have ever opened up. So, I kept it to myself. I, uh, being a martial artist, I went into police work and started training. And uh, I was a field training officer, you know, uh, level of force C sports stuff. It it was a good career. And uh, I went out of police work and went into the private security uh, area arena with my own business and a few things, and did well with that. But at the whole time, you couldn't really – I was running dojos since 1974. I opened the first public school that I taught, and it had as many as three or four at one time open. But you couldn't talk about Shinto. That was always something I practiced on my own. So when I moved up in this area, now, I I bought the property, and I was single at that time. I went through a divorce and figured the state between me and my ex was about right, and that turned out to be good. And so I just started. Uh, yeah. So I still think I, I
3: still think it's a good country song. A state between me and my ex. I, <laughs> it's
5: about about to, right.
3: I was to write about that was about the
5: right distance where I didn't run into her somewhere and vice versa. But uh, when I came up here, this piece of property was very uh, rundown. My father had, let people use it. So I bought the property at a good price and I started renovating. It. Now this is about 2000. Two, because I was still in uh, North Carolina Raleigh when, in Wilmington when 9/11 happened, so I was still there about six months after I moved up here. And I started uh, remodeling. Now, going through this over in time, uh, still doing some jobs because I hadn't retired at that point. Um, in the process of remodeling, I started having paranormal experiences with this building. And I'm what do you mean like, okay. by
4: paranormal experiences?
5: I mean like it sounded, okay, this is a duplex. The property I bought was something my grandfather built back in the 60s, I believe, or late 50s, early 60s. And it's like a duplex. There's a, uh, two sides. It's a two-bedroom upstairs and a basement downstairs, and there's two of them side by side. And he built it for some of my relatives to live in. So when I moved up here, it's in bad shape. I moved into one side that was the better of the two. You know, it wouldn't beat up. And I said, okay, I'm going to strip the other side and start remodeling. Well, I tore it to the studs on the other side. And at night when I was on the same side, one wall between me, like in an apartment, it would sound like a uh, uh, cafeteria over there. I mean, noise and dishes and it's crazy. Now, I wasn't alarmed by that because being a Shintoist and a practicing Shintoist, this is calming. Having commie invited into your home is a thing. Now, you know, some people in the Christian would say, OK, you have guardian angels. Well, in Japan, it's guardian kami. Same thing, just different way of saying it, I guess. And obviously a different view on what that entity would be. But it was going pretty crazy. Now, I'm single and I'm, you know, my 50s. And so I started building a place the way I wanted to, which was an, a unique thing because I didn't have a wife or a significant other at the time, saying I couldn't put a ten-foot blue velvet Elvis on the wall if that's what I wanted to do. So I just did whatever I wanted. It's kind of fun. Uh,
3: really. Yeah. It's like I being like in high
5: it. school. Yeah. It's like, like being it. in high school, having your own place and doing what you want and nobody saying. You can't.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really. I like. I like. I like the Velvet Elvis reference. That's. I, oh I, yeah, I, yeah. Well, Elvis was the king. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I gotta be but, honest. Yeah, uh, you know, I would prefer a ten-foot suit of armor. Oh, yeah. Yes.
5: Those are hard yeah. to find, though. No, you can't get them. But, uh, so, yes, with that going on, I'm building all these different things around here. Uh, I would go on vacation, and if I saw a bar like in Jamaica that I liked, I'd come back and I'd build it in. Or if I was in on a cruise and I saw this, I'd come back and I'd build it in. I just figured nobody's going to tell me I'm going to just build this. Pro- and it was an old piece of property, so anything I did made it look better. Well this stuff started happening with all this paranormal stuff. Now we can go into a little bit more, but I can't, I do not have gifts to be able to see what is out there. Just don't. There's several reasons for that. Some specific, but so this was about 2005 and that's when the big boom kind of hit. As you may know, with uh, ghost hunting shows, I guess taps or something like that. Excuse me. So, I just go down and I said, I can't tell what's going on. So I go in the local and I look at local areas and I say, ghost hunting teams, they were everywhere. So I just found one closest to me, called them, and I said, This is going on at my house. Would you come in and tell me what's causing this thing, paranormal? Well, they immediately said, started telling me that uh, because I am upsetting things and moving things or rebuilding, that upsets them, you know, kind of that storyline. And uh, the first group comes in and investigates. And has a horrible experience. I mean, a horrible experience. The lead investigator became ill and leaves, and it's just terrible bad. And they they're here one night and they leave, and I never hear back from them. So I'm going, oh, here we go. Now the whole time this is going on, I've already entertaining, you know, parties. I enjoy groups. Uh, ex Police officers that I worked with here invite them down, and you know, you can imagine. I'm sure the judge or no policemen get together can have a good time. used to in the day anyway. Or you should see when the
3: judges get together. (laughs) Yeah, well, we've never allowed in here. We we had to hold in to a different
5: standard anyway. uh, (laughs) So anyway, people would come in here and they would say, how I started noticing this is like there would be a group of people here, we'll say 15 people, couples. And somebody would come up and go, who's the little girl? In the fence area over here and i go what what and they go yeah there's a little girl here and she's playing with a little boy he said who brought your kids so immediately my spotty sense would go off and i go okay this is not normal and we go find them and of course they weren't there so with this kind of and then people were coming here and they'd leave and they'd say uh, your place is great but i'm not coming back because i have a bad feeling and things are following me home so i'm sitting there going. Is that because something's actually following them home, or is it the TV? You know, you, you, I'm an ex-cop, so you try to rationalize what's happening because the result is obvious because it's right in front of you. you just wanted to know how it got there. Is it
3: and the, real? And the funny? only and the only thing that you've really experienced is hearing some noises.
5: Oh no, the I think qu- that bang and fall. Oh, all, oh you I'll see. get into. The, oh yeah, it, okay, it gets okay. wild. Well, anyway, after the first group leaves, things get accelerated. So then I'm going, okay, there's a author here who goes around and does paracons and stuff. And uh, I won't mention her name, but she comes down, and she's here 20 minutes, and then she leaves. She won't touch anything in the whole place. She said, this place is full of shadow people. It's full of demons. Uh, you don't know what you're doing because she found out about the Shinto stuff. And she says, you're summoning demons. And the total misrepresentation of what was going on here. But it was her opinion, and she's entitled to it. So they leave. And once again, stuff is still going crazy. So I finally found a group. This was probably about 2008, 2007, that uh, was willing to come in. And they were a group of eclectic investigators uh, at best. I told them everything. I said, I'm doing this. So they come in and they start investigating and giving me some pretty good information. Now, I'm one of these people that believes when somebody says they see something, I take them after work for it because I don't. So I, I can't say what they're doing. But they started giving me some good information. Well, the place was continuously going crazy. Um, almost like oh, I was always afraid I'm going to be the Amityville house. Not literally, but, you know, <laughs> in the middle of the Bible Belt here, all you need Amityville,
3: the Amityville house minus like the quadruple murder. Right. Yeah, okay.
5: yeah, just okay. and, and you know, I've got five churches within. If I had a good baseball arm like my day, I could about throw a ball to, and here I sit in the middle. So, oh, I'm geez. Like, yeah, this is this, yeah, exactly. I'm going like, we can't have this because you know, just can't. none of my relatives after I moved here would come around because they come by and say, Oh, no, so but that's okay because you know, I didn't like much of my relatives anyway, but when <laughs> well, you know, you can't kick those, so anyway. <laughs> so so it's going on they're investigating and essentially what happened is that a second group came in i've had two groups come in within a few years there and three or four people of each one of those said this area was so or this house or this ground or what have you plus the shinto aspect which i was keeping private at that time was so active that they wanted to form a paranormal research team based on the old skull experiences. Experience that they did in England back in the early 1900s and basically they would just be people who would try different things. You know, like put film in there and see if something could develop on it without opening it all that kind of stuff. Uh, There's a couple of PhDs. There's a couple of people. Uh, smart and a couple cops that don't believe in any of this. And then there's some psychics and some mediums and even some couple of witches. So essentially what happened is on about 10 years ago, back around 2010, uh, six of them originally started showing up every week on Wednesday night, because I said, Wednesday night, I don't do anything. Let's do it. And they would come down and sit around and start doing it. Uh, research not really investigating they didn't really do seances but if somebody had a good idea to try something to try and do this research we they were trying everything if they saw a new gadget on TV they'd try it. old radios tuned in uh, if you could come up with it they would try it. and well, then we had another group come in to look and two or three out of each group would kind of stay for like they wouldn't go away. I kept looking at them, going, I don't understand why you people keep coming back to this day. I don't, but they do. And uh, so this group came out to, to be in that's well, been over 10 years. This research group of about 12 to 14 now have been coming for 10 years. Every Wednesday, I mean, the COVID thing slowed them down a few months this year. But other than that, they've been pretty much here without too much changing. We've had uh, so, I'm not part of that group as far as like I'm a Shintoist. I, I'm an ex police officer. I, I just look at it. I understand about kami and spirits, and I have my ways of dealing with things with that according to Shinto law. But they're just constantly doing new things. And we've had, uh, we started videotaping and burning DVDs a couple of years ago. And uh, have had some phenomenal, they've had some phenomenal stuff that I can't explain. Uh, there was actually, on camera, we had this doll. People in Shinto, this is a roundabout, but people in Shinto at a shrine in Japan, people don't throw away things that are considered to be honored, like dolls, uh, hairbrushes, stuff like that. In other words, when somebody passes in Japan that is elderly and has no relatives, they have teams that go in and clean up everything, and they throw the furniture, sell it, and go. But anything like a doll or hair stuff that is personal to this day are taken to the closest shrine there and given to the priest of that shrine, and he is to bless them, pay respect to them, and then most of the time they they burn them. But you don't just throw a doll away because that's bad commie, right? You just don't do it. So with that process over the same amount of 15 years, uh, people that I know that end up with items like that have been sending them to me to get rid of. Because I'm a Shintoist and I'm pretty much the only one around here that has a shrine. And so I've got this room full of stuff because I never throw them away. And so I've got all these dolls and witch boxes and voodoo charms and stuff can come all over the United States and even from out of the country and they're here so they'll drag one of those out every now and then and put on at that time a big table and. We've had rings fall. Supposedly out of the sky, we was videotaping one and there's this doll on the table and it's laughing and it has no I mean we all got all this on DVD and nobody here's trying to put it on TV they just it's for their research. And three rings fall down on the table. Now somebody was good enough to toss it up behind them and landed it. They did real good, but the three rings were hooked together, which was odd. Oh. And uh,
0: so the yeah, three like,
3: rings just appear. The three rings just appeared out of nowhere.
5: Yeah, they just dropped the... out of the. They dropped out of the middle of the <laughs> table, just straight down and hit the table. Here's a video. I mean, a security camera and sound recording it the whole time, and it just you see a drop and clash. You hear it. So we cut the lights on because this is in the dark and there they lay. And so first thing we do is say, okay, which one of you back this thing onto the table? You know, I'm looking around saying you did it, you did it. You put it behind you and throw it over your head. Nobody owned up to it, but you know, there they were. And pretty impressive. So there's been that kind of stuff going on. You know, like there's old TV shows where if you get one thump on the wall or a handfree, that's a win. This place is kind of off the hook. So with that being the case, this group's still doing it, and people still come around and visit that can stay here. And that's how the group got started. So, I mean, they're still here. They were here tonight. They just left, and uh, they didn't do anything tonight because I was going to do this, or they would still be down there right now doing whatever this week's experiment
3: was so so let's let's kind of dig into some of the really like so you're saying like knocks and Mm -hmm. stuff like that that's just that's just old hat so what's 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 some stuff that you've other than the rings and did you say a doll laughing
5: oh yeah we've got dolls we hear kids laughing all the time now the shrine itself is a protector of the Mizuko. Now, once again, that's a Japanese word. But the Mizuko are considered to be water children. Uh, I would say in Japan they would be akin to the Black eyed children that you talk about on the West. And those oh, are my that
3: are. Oh No, wait a second. That's not good stuff.
5: That's... No, no, no. Yeah. The, see, that's that's the whole thing about Shinto is they don't really, or at least my form of Shinto is you don't really say things are good or bad because okay. that's a, that's a human construct. It just is what it is. It's like either a dog or a cat or a turtle. It's good, bad, n- indifferent is the name we put on it. So yes, there are things here that everybody else would immediately go, no way impossible. But like I say, people ran out of here. Then they go, you can't have this kind of stuff around. What are you doing? You know, uh, yeah, no, this is a, uh, an, amyoto, an, an amyoto. I'm a practitioner of amyoto, which is a yin yang. Kind of like feng shui on steroids. That's my personal practice. That's how I became a priest or a shinsoku for the shrine. All I do is set shrines up for our sect, not everybody else. It's totally different. And in this order, if you want to call it that, there are no good or bad. It's just what it is. Depending on how it acts, it can be perceived as being good or bad. But most people in the West can't deal with that at all they go if it's not an angel it's the devil and that's a big swing but there's all kind of stuff in between there so yes most of the things i would say here are probably on the darker side obviously you know it's not this isn't a uh, happy happy place never has been uh, essentially what happened is it got so crazy and i'm rambling so i apologize that's but all right during this whole, When all this was happening in 2010, even with the group here and the other people coming, the place was so (laughs) off the hook with people coming here and being affected by the place, I made a deal with whatever the commie that was here. And I'm not a numerologist or what have you, but on 10, 10, 10, you know, 10th month, 10th day, 10th month of 2010, for some reason, that seemed like a good day to pick. No other reason than that. I went through a henbai or a ritual, that is strict, and I agreed that if whatever was here, that everybody, every, there are all kinds of people who are trying to describe it. I said, whatever's here, if you will calm down, I said, I will build the shrine for 10 years. For 10 years, I will build the shrine. And things literally stopped. So since 2010, the property that I bought and started to build this way has now been converted into a Shinto's ride and that's why it looks like it looks now with toy gates and different rooms specifically for Shinto all of those are upstairs but the bottom half of the place there's a cave there's all this other stuff you saw in the video I think I sent you guys um, that is not yeah. Shinto well, I was
3: going to say that's that's kind of like a like a bat yeah that a bachelor that pad supreme pain. Oh,
5: yeah, that's all these people that come here and visit and the groups and the research groups. And uh, what happened is because this place was so active and, you know, everything's welcome here. It has been since day one, which most places, you know, I've had groups that want to come here that wouldn't because they go, you know, most of what I call weekend groups, if they walk into an old house and there's a pentagram drawn on the wall, they're out. They say, nope, devil worship here and they're gone. Uh, yeah, this is so way past all that, not devil worship, but the practices that have been done here over the years by different groups, that's what happens in that lower section where you sell the video of the table. That table has nothing whatsoever to do with uh, Shinto, not at all. And somebody actually shot a video here a couple of Halloween things ago and showed some stuff around for Halloween and then said the Shinto shrine, and the Shinto people in Japan come unglued. They said, "They said, what are you doing? I said, nah, he cut it funny. You know, that's not what I said. He, it's so it was a little bit of, you know, straightening that out. And some people still get upset about it because I'm American and not Japanese. But uh, the bottom area is all, I guess what you'd say, neo-pagan. So since this 10-10-10, I've been building the shrine. I've also been allowing other groups that have been wanting to come to this area to visit and practice whatever they practice downstairs. Uh, and I I would say the only, I pretty much have had a little bit of everything practiced here with people, except maybe Hindu. I don't think I've had a Hindu practitioner here, but I've had uh, pretty much everything else people been here. And that's how the bottom the, the what's what's called the omnio temple part of it is basically that it's uh there's been wiccans there's been witches druids nordics uh necromancers they they have some really cool rituals uh mm-hmm. there's even been some satanists here uh, about four years ago uh, a group of about 12 wanted to come by and visit some stuff and the funny thing about them uh, i know nothing about any of these crafts but uh they don't even have a belief in satan or god they're just Feminists, basically, and actually kind of nice people. Uh, No, uh, the only thing that doesn't happen at the shrine here is any kind of a sacrifice thing. That that's just not cool in any stretch. So you know, there's nothing comes in here. There's been some voodoo, 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 hoodoo practitioners from New Orleans come up when it was through, and uh, they didn't execute anything for their ritual here. If they did, they went home and did it. So uh, there's been all kinds of stuff done here. That's what the group is constantly, the research group is constantly picking up new stuff about that. And uh, that's how the table comes to be built. So I'm rambling.
3: All right. <laughs> well, So these groups come in here and do these ceremonies. Now, do you, mm-hmm. are they, do they like coming there because uh, are they drawing energy from some of the items that you have that you oh, absolutely.
5: Got. And the that... plus that the particular shinto aspect that you know everybody calls me a caretaker or a gatekeeper the, the the proper term for what I do and I only do one thing is and it has to do with martial arts and it's a whole different two thing about martial arts and samurai back in the old days practicing because to them one day he was alive and the next day you might not be this how it was. So their practice of religion and kami was way different than a farmer would be or a merchant would be or a royal would be. Total different ways of practicing their form of Shinto. But uh, because of that, uh, everything is allowed. So these people come in, and I am a Monban, M-O-N-B-A-N. It's called a gatekeeper, uh, a person who introduces that side to this side. Bamyo, um, know, yin and yang. Uh, it's it's not magic. It's it's pretty much a straightforward practice that's still done in some shrines in Japan and a few here, but it's not com- completely exclusive to just Japan. It's just the Japanese way of doing what people have done all over the world all forever. There are gatekeepers, sentinels, all this stuff. I had a uh, a Catholic gentleman visit me who was a Catholic sentinel. I never heard what what this was. And he does the exact same thing I do. They watch over a spot that is considered to be a portal or a more specific spot for things to pass through into this plane. They actually have that in the church or so he said. And uh, there are... Well,
3: that's not something they advertise. They really... Oh, no. no, no. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm
5: not trying to get the Catholics jumping up down on me because there's a whole lot of them. Ah, Yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying to upset anybody. this what this guy said. Now if that's not true, then it wasn't true, but you know, he he looked with it. But uh, uh so th- what what I do with this place is anybody who is looking to uh I guess you would say meet with the paranormal, it's a little thinner here than somewhere else. And it's open here. See most of the people who practice anything other than the common the guys of whatever is in the area, you know, the common thing, they're kind of put down. So what I'm finding out is most of the people that are Wiccan or witches or Nordics or anything, they're, they're solitary practitioners. Uh, they, they do their own thing by themselves. And I'm sure you, you, know, you probably know some with your business. But when you give them an area that they can come and kind of group together for a little bit, then some of them will come here and say, can we do... This ritual for this moon thing down at your, in your bottom part, and I think, sure, because I'm a seeker of knowledge. I mean, I'm retired. I could never have done this if I was working in any of my past jobs because you just couldn't. Wouldn't want to explain it. Couldn't explain it. But I'm retired now, so I've got nobody to speak to but myself, and I'm thoroughly enjoying. It. I'm, I've learned so much watching these people that are as dead serious about what they practice as any person could be about their beliefs and uh, i respect them for it i do i find them to be honorable and if they stood out and did this in a group on their own they would be just totally chastised and, and smacked down and here they don't have that so that's how these people come in there's even been a wiccan wedding here that was contacted me All in knoxville tennessee a few years back because obviously no church would let them get married there plus it was Two women getting married, so they had the lesbian aspect of the whatever going on, too. So they were totally never going to be allowed in any kind of religious. Their parts wouldn't take them. They contacted me and said, can we come into your shrine and do the wedding? And I said, absolutely. So they showed up, and I, I saw a binding, I think is what they call it. And it's great. I mean, Wiccans know how to party. They do. They, do. <laughs> yeah. they, throw, they
3: throw on all the
5: suit. It's all worth yeah. I don't. I, mean, I don't I think, know that I've
3: ever heard that phrase. Wiccans know how to party. I know. I've never heard I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah, would that be take... like? That's a that's a great bumper sticker right there. Wiccans. Oh, know they how to can. Party. They
5: throw down. They're, they're bad. They're, oh, I'm sure they, they do, how do know how to
3: party. Yeah, they do,
5: and they know how to fix some food too. They, yeah, they do. They got some good stuff. That was. I mean, I have done one of those a week just because the leftovers last me two weeks. It's awesome. So you know. <laughs> You got this kind of stuff going on. So there have been all these people who come here and practice their things because, and I was blown away by how many solitary practitioners of what you would call pagan religion here in the Bible Belt, just right around here, like 50 to 100 miles. It it was crazy, and uh, I'm I'm genuinely impressed with these people. Now, there's some that come in that are kind of nuts. You know, you can tell, and you go like, okay. And I don't leave any of them in my place by themselves. I'm always with them. I don't participate in what they do, but I'm in the room. And uh, most of them are a serious and educated. These aren't, for the most part, these aren't uh, uneducated people. They, they have a they have a mission, and they're doing what they're doing. And um, although I don't practice that or claim to even understand it, I am
3: impressed by
5: their uh, by their practices.
3: Now, now I know from our conversation beforehand that you have this and it's the uh, you know maybe you can explain it a little bit better, but you have this ability to remain calm in the eye of the storm, so to speak. So yeah uh, so so does that has even though you have this ability, serving has there ever been a time where you've got an artifact or you've been part of a ritual or anything else that kind of made you say "Ooh, this is this oh is... That's, absolutely
5: stuff happens i mean i was when i was working in the cave area one time something jumped out at me that scared me so bad one leg would run around and the other wouldn't move so i couldn't go within a circle and i know that sounds like a joke <laughs> but literally it scared me that bad and i'm I'm the next police officer, so I mean, I immediately go guns on, I'm chanting and rapping and raving and using all the words you're not supposed to, going what is going on here? This is you know the shrine, you can't do that. It's gonna be horrible. I'm not unaffected by anything. If something jumps out that is dark or scary, it's dark and scary. I'm just like everybody else. And most of the time that's happened, and it's just been a few times, when it scares me I, I don't it hadn't been lately because it's also ended up like die. But I think the only reason they yeah. don't kill me is because then I'd be on that side messing with them instead of here, and <laughs> yeah, so they leave good. me
3: alone. I say,
5: you mess me up, I'm on that side. You all scare me bad enough, give me a heart attack. I dive in,
3: one. You know. Yeah. So, so, so you're talking like shadow people and oh yeah, dark entities or oh boy.
5: Oh yes, most of the stuff here is okay. Here's my belief as an I'm mean, amyogi, and. As a practitioner of Yodo, people will look that up and say, and they'll get this anime cartoon stuff, That yes. that's not Yodo. Yodo is just how to be balanced in your life, how to balance good and bad. It's it's based basically on Taoism, you know, the two sides of the coin, I mean, the Tao, and it's a Japanese version of that. That's all it is. There are Amyoji practitioners of Yodo that are cosmologists, that are astrologists, that are alchemists that are medical people. And yes, there are Amyoji that practice uh, darker black magic kind of stuff. There's the whole gamut. So, you know, there's parts of it that I just specialize. But when all of this is going on here, these people are they're showing up and they're saying, You're an Amyoji, yes. You know how to open this gateway so I can interact here. Yeah, I know some stuff. I'll try what I do. You know what you do, you do what you do. So To segue into the table, which is what made such a big difference, there was a lot going on here. Yes, I do feel things. I get affected with it, mostly if there's something what people call elementals, which is a pretty big, heavy presence. The whole shrine can feel pressure for weeks. And when that happens, I'm always calling out to my friends who are whatever and say, do you guys know how to, like, clear things up? You know, what we got to do? So that happens. It's happened a couple of times over the years. And uh, a little bit of what's going on now, a little bit. But I, I'm not sure that what's affecting now is just not pressure from the whole COVID. Everybody's so tense over everything anyway that that's not affecting everything and people specifically as a group, as a whole. And it, it, but uh, the table that everybody talks about, the portal table, How that happened, and that's the part, if you look, if if anybody links up with, the group, the the paranormal research group, there's got to be about 12 of us. And we were around this large kitchen table thing that was very, uh, you know, heavy duty, but we're all older. There's no kids in this group at all. Forty-eight would be the youngest. So these are all, you know, grown people, supposedly older. And when we would get up, we'd lean on the table and the table began over four or five years to get broken down. So I talked to I said, Well, I'm gonna have to go just get a bigger table. I'm gonna go find a conference table that twelve people can sit around comfortably and as I'm looking I can't find what I want. And how the dragon table happened is I said, It would be great if we could just build our own table. I had just watched a video of that Sons of Anarchy motorcycle thing, and they have this nice table in your clubhouse that's carved out of wood. So I just mentioned, I said, we need to find somebody who can make one of them. Just joking. And one of the members that had been there, well, actually his wife initially started, and he came in, he's a chemist, a PhD. And he says, I can build that table. And I said, what? And he said, we'll make it out of concrete and we'll pour it. So I said, let's do it. So we started building this table just because we couldn't find one. And it's 12 feet long and six feet wide. And it now weighs a little over 6,000 pounds. That's how, <laughs> big, how heavy the
3: table is. And it's made uh, out of a proprietary.
5: Yeah, it's crazy. I,
3: I'm going to tell you, you're, you're the one buddy that I don't want call. Hey, I need help moving. <laughs> oh, no. It's, we built
5: it into the room. It's there. I mean, it, it won't even go out the door. So, uh, I mean, even the wood frame for it. This guy's an engineer. You know, he's a chemical engineer, uh, a chemist. And he actually designed a certain kind of air creedy kind of concrete that doesn't transfer heat. And he says, yeah, we can build fire pits and all this. So initially what it was going to be was just a concrete table with some cool-looking stuff on it, solid table, big. And we just go pour it full of concrete. Well, things started happening about the table when some of the groups that had been visiting here over the years said, hey, what are you building? And essentially what turned out over a period of about a month while we were setting this thing up is that if you took every urban legend that any practice would have, that you should never, ever, ever do something because that would cause a demon to jump through a mirror and grab you or whatever, you know,
3: and there's legends. Oh, yeah. Bloody Mary, it, uh, the Candy. Yeah, candy.
5: all of that. Yeah. Don't do a Weech board. Don't do
3: this. Don't do that group.
5: That's what these people built in that table. Every one of those practices are in this table. And the table is to be it designed later to be a portal table, a table
4: specifically designed to attract the other side. Oh. Over so a, let me let me uh, jump in, Rick. So let me jump in, Rick, because <clears throat> I know we're going to have some listeners out there, and they're going to ask, "How do you build in the supernatural forces into a inanimate an object?"
5: Okay. Well, uh, that's simple, you know. Just like uh, let's say you take the average
4: witchcraft.
5: They sit down on the floor and they draw a pentagram and they draw ancient symbols on the pentagram and they like candles and they sit in the middle of it. And that supposedly will help. You know, a lot of people say, I don't believe in that, but I doubt most of them would do it. Does that makes sense? Yeah. They wouldn't. Yeah. Correct. You say, I don't believe it. They say, well, let's draw it. And you said here in the dark for 20 minutes, let see what's up. They go, nope, ain't got nothing to do with it. So there's that There's that uh, uh, nervousness about it. You know, the... the just not cool with it at all. So how does that happen? Okay, there's a layer in the table that is dialing the the ways you lay out to do Dow I did that one? Uh, there's a layer in what had happened is we'd find a group that did their practice that see these people have been visiting here for a while, obviously doing their stuff on a regular table. So when we started building the portal table, we would invite them and they would come around and there's all these different people that wanted their input. So there's a layer of the table that is crystals, where people lined crystals up a certain way because they said this causes this to happen. And then we pour a layer of concrete in it, or dragon tree. And then the next wood layer would be alchemy, which is certain chemicals that help this thing. You know, there's, there's people that actually study this a lot. And I, I just acquiesce all of this knowledge to people who have been practicing it for years. And I say, this is going to be your layer of the table. What would you build into this layer of the table that you could practice on? Like your altar. And they go, well, I've never been able to build one. I said, well, here it is. It's 12 to 6. What are you going to put in, in the, the table? table? And they work it out. And they put it in the table. They would pour the next layer of concrete in. And then the next group would come in. And they'd do what they do so There's necromancers that, you know, that group is pretty creative, really. You know, if there's symbols and there's stuff and there's feathers and phones and uh, there's all and it's just about if you could think of something that somebody would do and put into a if you was to go into a an altar or anything and find stuff on an altar table most of that is everything we could find that somebody was willing to tell us is built into this table and uh so yeah and if you look at it uh, we had no idea what it was going to look like when we started building and me and this other gentleman, we call him the dragon. That's not got to mean the dragon table because he's the year the dragon is was born at times and uh, identifies with that. And uh, that's how the table looks. Somebody would say you need to add live vines and let the vines leak out into the table because that causes this to happen. So we go, all right, let's go find them. And uh, the table that you see in the video, that's how it kind of happened. It's got five elements in it, just like most things. Uh and to this day, people visit it and experience it.
3: Yeah. So and, we'll de- and we'll definitely put that. We, I mean, we got your permission to put that video up, yes, of the table. Oh, absolutely. We- absolutely. <laughs> yes, because I think people will be, I, I don't think people even can comprehend the size and the mat, how massive this table is, and how really <laughs> cool it is for sure. I mean, this is like, this table is like on the back of the front gate magazine for like $40,000. You know what I'm saying? This is like, uh, <laughs> this is like, if you had a medieval castle, this is your table. This is your dining room. Pretty table. much. Yeah, pretty much. It's uh, it, it's unique.
5: It has runes. You know, the Nordic runes stuff. There's a, a they're all around the table in the circle is a runic opening ritual or a you know, Celtic opening ritual to summon the ancestors to come in and do whatever. And it's, it's repeated three times around the table built into it. It's that kind of stuff. And there, there will be people that look at it and go, this is a hodgepodge of all kind," And that's absolutely correct. It is absolutely correct. And, and we embrace that. It's no one practice. And when we started building the table, uh, me and the other gentlemen, we, we literally said we're building this not for us. I said this. I mean, this is going to sit around this, but I said this table project is taking on its own. You know, people wanting to help, people wanting to give impressions. Uh,
3: well, I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell you this would be like the people that do like this magic games or Dungeon and Dragons. This would be the ultimate gaming table. No,
5: no, no, that's not going to happen. Here's why. I'm not a gamer. I I You know the answer to this, because I told you, (laughs) and it's true. They came, but one of the guys, the guy who actually helped me build the table, and he'll hear this, and he knows. His son, one of his sons, has a group of uh, Dungeon and Dragon practitioners. Now, I've never done that. I'm not judging one way or the other. I've known a lot of people that play Dungeon Dragon. So for his birthday, he says, would it be okay if he brings my group here, his group, and play play place on the table because this table's awesome. I said, because it's going to bring food. And, you know, (laughs) well, I live by myself. I eat my own food. So, you know, (laughs) with people, that that kind of thing. So anyway, when they showed up, they started playing. They played for 12, 13 hours. I thought I was going to die. I mean, how can anybody (laughs) do anything? I mean, literally, my dogs were passing out. <laughs> they exactly. you know,
3: Like all was horrible. Like all he can picture is Rick's. Like, can we just sacrifice somebody and get it over with? But I, you know, can, oh yeah,
5: the game can, never ends.
3: Can, can we do some, Can we do a voodoo ritual? I can't take something. this. Something It's track Give me I, something. I mean, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm being, you know, a little humorous about it, but
5: that game yeah. never ends. It's, it's not a game. It's just like something you do. When people come and do rituals, you figure, you know, an hour from now, they're done. No. It it just keeps going, this game. And the food ran out after about four hours, and the rest (laughs) of it was just, no. So, no, they can't come play games on it no more. Uh, (laughs) See, that's that's,
3: that's priceless. I love it. I love it. Well, It's it's horrible. And and I'm not picking on the Dungeons &
5: Dragons. Those guys, I'm impressed with them. They can sit down. And fight one thing
3: for twelve hours. I don't understand. Uh, now, does yeah. this is, now, So, so the table. Do you guys, you mentioned it's like a portal? What are people actually sitting around doing the rituals on the table and and bringing stuff through? Or you know, I mean, how's it? Oh okay. How's that work as a portal?
5: Well, it depends on who's here. Or who the group? Now, uh, I'll give you a example. We we have uh, from the Shinto shrine part, not not the pagan part. do understand the upstairs part, the Shinto. Uh, we do a couple matsuri or festivals a year. One is May fifth, which is Koinobori, which is Boys Day, and you fly fish and do things. It's a Japanese ritual that everybody has a lot of fun. And the other is uh, uh, the Star Festival on July seventh. It's called Tanabata. And it's, it just symbolizes a kind of like Fourth of July or May Day or whatever. It's a big Japanese thing. And we, we celebrate those here and have been for about 10 years since I've been building this shrine. And during one of those visits, people come from around, and a lady came and visited and saw the table about a year ago. So she's very impressed with the table. She was a Reiki master and a clairvoyant what have you elderly lady like even I consider to be elderly, but uh, she saw it and was very impressed so she they leave, and I don't hear nothing from them then I get a phone call, this is back in In about March of this year maybe April, I'm not sure and she calls and she said that a group of uh, Native Americans from the Cherokee Nation, which is all this property down through here at one point in time was in the Cherokee Nation and now the reservations may be Uh, a four-hour drive from here, the actual Cherokee reservation from this area. And she said they wanted to come by and visit the shrine. Now, this is in the middle of the COVID thing when it's just starting to kick up. And I went, sure. Native American people are, um, you know, here in this part of the country, in the Appalachian Mountains, uh, everybody somewhere has got a grandmother or a grandfather that was a Cherokee. So everybody claims to be Part Cherokee, but not so much as you get a check from the the casino. So, you know, it's that. But uh, so I said, sure, you can come on. And so she shows up. And uh, five, six people show up. And they're mostly female. And they do a ritual at the table that I'd never seen. And I'm watching. And uh, they went all around the grounds out in the bamboo area and over in the graveyard in front of mine, which is not mine and did all this stuff and they kept saying that they were doing this ritual the best i could understand what it was for was for this covid thing they and this is just me interpreting not them saying but it seemed to me because they were speaking in native tongue some of the times i couldn't understand that they believed that this covid thing was an entity that was coming to cleaners you know to raise havoc on the the land almost like a biblical plague kind of thing, and they were doing blessings, not just here, but all up and down different places, uh, from Virginia, West Virginia, Tennessee, North Carolina, all down around, and this group was going and doing these rituals to purify, and what I found out is the lady there said that the ritual was for the Cherokee Nation, not for everybody else, that the ritual was there, that the other lady told her about the portal table, so she's looking at it, and this thing doesn't look. Native American at all. You look at it, there's no Indian kind of thing look on the top level of it and although there's a few things right? and she was real concerned why we built the table. The only thing she said that I thought was honest, she asked me on several occasions, she look at me directly and say, why did you build this table? And you know, I'm telling them the same story I tell you and it's just not clicking. So they weren't upset. They said we were paying a lot of respects, and that the place here was very respectful to the earth and all this kind of things, which is like Shinto. It's very similar to Native American lore. But uh, yeah, they came and did their little ritual. So that happens. They that was the last one that was here. Then the COVID has pretty much shut everything down since then. So the only people that will actually be coming here. That thing is going to be the, the ghost sisters that are coming this weekend, and I'm really curious to see how that goes. Uh,
3: <laughs> well, as as so, so um, let's give a little quick. So you called Mandy about the table. Yeah. So something was going yeah. on with the table, and you wanted her to do a reading. So right,
5: how that yeah. happened with you is
3: uh, there's this the things
5: going on with this suppression. Remember, I told you before, I didn't know if it was. Just the zeitgeist of the time, you know, the, the normality of the time with all the people, you know, everybody's experienced their, their lockdown. Things are changing in 2020 that have never happened before. And this is a, actually seems to be affecting the psychic energy that's around here and everywhere else. I know a lot of people who do things and they go, things are different. You know, some are believe that the world's coming to an end. Others, You know, some of the more... Uh, Uh, You know, stargazing type people believe that we're about to have some kind of a mind shift into another dimension or you know there's as many different ideas about what's going on as there are people practicing them. But. uh, There's been an oppressive thing here. Nobody's been able to sleep. People in the group and the, the research group are having bad dreams. Nobody can sleep. I'm having the same thing here so. I'm asking them what's going on what's wrong see I balance things I'm I'm yo. I balance yin yang the shrine is. balanced so that it stays cool the thing around the table is are specifically designed because the table is. decidedly dark, so I have light things all around the table, not that it affects the table, but it balances the shrine that's what feng shui or umyo is and nobody could figure it out, so I was looking through and. I would call a medium and they wouldn't have anything to do with it. To being, being totally honest, they'd look at the but I'd send them a video and say, would well, you do a reading on this table? They would go, well, the polite ones would say, no, You know, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not comfortable doing that. And other people would give me a little bit of a paragraph, you know, about what am I doing and why am I doing it? And I don't know what I'm doing. And I've been doing this for almost 50 years. So if I, I've you know, been doing it longer, so I've in my life. But, Uh, I was watching Mandy's, those girls are fearless to me. Oh, yeah. So I just uh, contacted her on her uh, mediumship page and said, would you be willing to give me a remote reading on the table as an outsider? Because it's like any time you can bring somebody in from the outside, they can say, I'm picking up on this or that, that the group can be too close to and not see, just being honest. And Since covid has been around, there's not been any visitors much, so I contacted Mandy, and I sent her the video, and she said that she would be glad to do so, and so we had had another guy come in and held the phone, you know, so it's two-way like you can do now, and he walked around, and she picked up on the fact that we had removed a Japanese Tanto sword that was been on the table since the day one, it lays on the top, about Four weeks ago, I was in there because there's a cave in the other end with some water in it. I looked at the sword, and it had a little bit of rust on it. It's a real one, and so it's not stainless steel. So I took it off and cleaned it, and I just forgot to put it back on the table.
3: Oh, so it's your fault. It's your Well,
5: fault. I'm, yeah, I'll own it. It's the safe. <laughs> so everybody at the table goes, what has changed? What's going on? What are we doing? How can I balance this out? Because it's just rocking the boat here. It's kind of like... A, uh, in a new cradle, the balls are whacking everything crazy. It's just not balanced at all. So, uh, she's in there and she's going and she says, she picks up, she says, there's something about a sword. And I went, what? She goes, the sword. And the other guy looked at me and goes, wait a minute, how long, where's the sword on the table? And I said, I took it off. Y'all been here for four weeks. You know, missing." So, we go get the sword and put it back on the table. And that seemed to, Calm some stuff down, believe it or not. Uh, you know, I'm sitting there "Well, it's different." So when mandy was there, I said, "You know, thank you, thank you." It took somebody from outside. Now she saw some other stuff. You he asked her about uh, the little dark, seemingly dude thing that's in the cave. Uh, she saw him, and everybody sees him, and she don't know what it was, and nobody else does either. So anyway,
3: oh, let me. When she and let me guess, she's excited to get down into the cave. and.
5: Oh, absolutely. She's scared. Oh, so, anyway, I'm sitting there, and I said, thank you very much. I said, if you are ever around Tennessee, because you guys are all the way up in Ohio. It's not, like, around the corner. You know, here in Tennessee, that's 100 miles, 100 days away. Because, so, you know, in the mountains here, if you can see it, you can get to it in a minute. You know, it ain't like flat place. So, I said, if you're ever around Tennessee, you're invited to come by the shrine. She says, can we come next weekend? And I went, what, what? And <laughs> I said, absolutely. And so what is happening, and I'm really, really excited and curious about this. Nobody has spent the night here in years except me. And this sounds weird because I do travel and I go out, but I have not spent a night away from the shrine here in about nine years. In nine years I have spent every night here. I haven't gone on vacation, haven't done one. And I know that sounds kind of her, you know, like a hermit or bad. I have no problem, I'm not afraid of going out. It's just, it's just kind of the way it's worked out. And nobody spends a night here ever. The last friend I have coming from North Carolina came up to spend the night, sat up in the middle of the bed at 3 o'clock in the morning, says I gotta go, and at 6 o'clock after car and was gone. So, you know, everybody experiences what they experience. Though. I get it. So, a man, uh, Mandy and him want to come here Friday night. They're driving from up there. They're going to spend Friday night here, all day Saturday, all day Saturday night, and then go back home on Sunday. So, they'll be the first group ever since I've had this property to come here and try and spend the night. And I'm really curious to see if they're going to be able to do it. Uh, well, you're, never
3: you're jumping. You're jumping right into the fire, get, having those uh, what. Four hot chicks coming down to spend two not na- not one night but two nights oh, and yeah. doing all kinds of create. I mean, this is this this could change the whole shrine. It's like could could knock it off its foundation. You know? Yeah, see,
0: these, that, these guys are. And,
5: and, and you look at it, and I I look at different things. And you know, you don't want to be damaging the how You know. I use that terminology. One day the Amityville house was just a house, and the next day it was the Amityville house. And it took a movie to make that happen, but it had a different look to it. Before it did Was nobody knew and the next day they did. I don't want to be that house. Not that I'm trying to say it's that bad. There's not heads spinning around in here. But I'm in the middle of the Bible Belt, so I don't want to be, you know, we've had a couple of these teams go out of here, did not have a good time and I'm just waiting for someone to be able to go to church and say I've been possessed by something, something and I'm that place so I have a little bit of a I don't let just people come here this is not a pay for boo place you, you can't come and give me money and come in no that's not happening ever uh, that's not the case but if three or four women can come here and spend the night and leave and I think as tough as they are, they're going to be able to do it. I don't have to worry about another male group or somebody else coming in here and go running out of the place and say, I was attacked by whatever, whatever, because it make them look like... You know, <laughs> kind of worse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Exa- yeah. exactly right. Exactly. Yeah. So well, I'm thinking, why would I let... I mean, the ladies are very attractive. I mean, I think they've got to... Career in this business. I do. You just look at her following and stuff. And, and Manny's fearless. I mean, her and her sister I was watching went to Waverly Place by themselves and got locked in that place, two of them. I wouldn't even do that with somebody I know. And I'm a cop. I was. I wouldn't go in there. It just wigged me out a little bit. So they did and was sitting in, you know, more doors and this kind of stuff. So, yeah, she's pretty fearless. And so. The best-case scenario for me is they have their experiences, and she's going to be doing quite a bit of things here that most people just would not even consider doing. She's jumping right out there. She's going to do it. So I'm hoping it works out real good. Worst-case scenario, they're here four or five hours. They're packing up leaving, and that's bad. But I don't think that's going to happen.
3: Yeah, I don't. She's, she's uh, She's been talking about it for a week and a half now. She's so excited. There's no way she's leaving. They'd oh, they're drag. pretty yeah. tough. They're yeah, going to make it. Drag her out. Yeah. I got money. Yeah, I got money that they make. And and we're looking forward to talking to them afterwards um and kind of seeing you know some of the stuff they experience. Yeah, we're cuz cuz I know she's they're so passionate and they're so good at what they do that uh, I think this is I think it'll be a really uh mind-blowing experience, I think.
5: Absolutely. I'm okay. And all the members of the shrine here, there are members of the shrine. Uh, We're going to try to do as as red carpet of warming as we can with them, just because we don't allow people. You know, you don't really come here. And it's not that people aren't welcome here. That's not the case at all. But this is. I was told by one investigator that came here, one of the last teams that came, and two of her members stayed here. They're still investigating two years later. You know they're still here. They come every Wednesday now, and she gave me the uh, term. She says investigating here is like swimming in the deep end of the pool at night. You have got to keep paddling. You can't just stop because there's nothing under you. And and that's kind of the way it is, really, because you know, if, like I say, for the the weekend, paranormal teams that would walk into an old house and see a pentagram on the floor, and you know, go, Nope, I'm out. They have no reason to be here at all because that's minimal compared to what these groups have done here.
3: Well, well, like, like I said, we are uh, super excited to see what uh, what they experience down there and, and get to talk to them and uh, and hear and hear all about it. So, but uh, Rick, we're super. Glad that you joined us because you have kind of kind of pulled back a layer on stuff that I'm telling you I had no idea. Jason had no idea. Uh, the judge, he might have. He, he runs in some circles. I mean, I didn't know this sort of stuff was going on. No, I had no idea. And uh, I got to hand it to you. It's it. It sounds like a a real. I don't know like a like. The, decide that you're going to be passionate about something for that long and, and study it and practice it and, um, be good at it. You know, I, well, I I've, to had, it I've had my practice for over 40
5: years and I do my thing and, and that's my practice. But i I'm, if I can say nothing else, what, what i found to be rewarding more than I would have ever thought is giving a place for the, Individuals that have been minimalized because they practice a craft or belief that is not mainstream, and they have been minimalized and isolated to the point where they've been, you know, relinquished to just going into a, a, a room or something and practicing by themselves. And I'm watching these people, not all of them, but some come out and they come to this place because nobody's judged here. They can practice whatever they want.
3: And I'm finding that they're they're
5: smart people. They're not in any way uneducated. Well, is the
3: the ever ironic ever. The, the ironic thing is is that thousands of years ago they were the mainstream. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. That's, that's the that's, Abrahamic religion took yeah. over. Yes. They
5: yeah. they were, and I think there's a big resurgence of that. That's what I'm finding more than anything is that pagan practices, and I mean pagan, just in the fact that it's not Abrahamic they consider to be pagan, are not only still very much practiced, but growing. And uh, this, this, in 2020, what I'm noticing with the whole shakeup stuff is for every one person who calls me or texts me or finds my Facebook page or whatever, and there's negative things towards the shrine, some of them very negative, I have 10 or 15 people that are... You know, supported, and many of them want to come and visit. So yeah, it, 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 I'm finding it awesome. I'm loving it. I really am. Until I get stuck to the ceiling, and if that happens, just take a hit and call somebody. You know. But uh, yeah, it, 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 is, it is. I don't know what's going to happen this weekend. I'm really looking forward to that.
3: Well, Rick, we will uh, we will definitely uh, get get an update. For sure. So we'll uh, we'll touch base with you and the Ghost Sisters and see how this uh, adventure goes this weekend. So <laughs> well, and I will
0: on.
3: and I will make sure that they bring their uh, Dungeon and Dragons game. With <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not happening. That's, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> uh, well, Rick. Hey, Rick. Thank you so much. And you know, if if, if any of our listeners have any questions, get a hold of us we'll forward them to Rick. We'll, 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 send it to Rick and, uh, you know, cause I'm sure there's going to be some curious people about, um, you know, may, they might have some other questions about some of the stuff. So this is okay. a, uh, this is a super, super cool to learn about this. And I'm so glad that you, uh, that you joined us because I think we, uh, think we're all a little bit smarter now.
2: Oh yeah.
5: Well, Thank I, you, Rick. Appreciate I, I, it. <laughs> Well, I didn't get to talk to I did most of the talking and I said I wouldn't do that because I, when I talked to the you know, before I said you need to keep me on track because I'm I'm like a soccer player You're all over the field trying to get to the goal and uh, <laughs> but but here's
2: the call. problem though it's just <laughs> yeah. the, the, the the different facets you were taking were so interesting I couldn't help but not to stop you I mean it can't stop you you got to <laughs> let you go. <laughs> yeah, you
3: need yeah. to agree you did a great job. It's yes, it's like
2: outstanding, a, yes. It's
3: like you do a podcast a week. <laughs> oh, Well, we, there's some
5: stories here that get pretty interesting that can be specific if you want to get into and different things, but it has been a genuine, you were the second person I've ever talked to about this tribe. The first group was a uh, uh, podcast out of England that I was hooked up with. This was a couple, two, three years ago when uh, some specific stuff was going on with about the thing to the gun and what have you and uh, we didn't talk about that but uh, um, I, I had one podcast with him and uh, you all are the next and Mandy she was very supportive of you guys and uh, you know there's there's a lot of them out there but uh, you guys are doing the work and uh, I can respect that but, yeah, so I feel honored to be able to talk with you I will answer any of your questions any of your people who have questions i'm all open Uh, like i say i have a lot of respect i'm learning something every day i'm in my late 60s so i'm an older gentleman but these new people in their craft they're they're serious and they're dedicated and they're oh it's awesome it's a new group and i'm just fascinated by it
3: Uh, they're welcome to come here and share any of that absolutely well we uh, we thank you and uh, we'll let you we'll let you get going tonight I think uh, it's getting a little scary down here in the basement I've seen a couple shadow <laughs> figures well I haven't but I think but I think I so.
5: everybody here if they if they don't want to stay there they can come hang out this place because there's enough stuff going
3: around here to you know we'll, we'll give them whatever they need to be happy. Hey did you guys uh, hear that yeah. Get out of here get out <laughs> <laughs> uh. all right we'll wait. Hey. Okay. Rick, thanks. This is awesome. Yeah.
5: Thank you. I, I apologize that I dominated this talking. Uh, if it, if you choose to arm
3: me again with another, then uh, I'll try to not talk so much. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. It's better than hearing us talk.
1: So. No,
2: we appreciate it. I mean, it's <laughs> uh, yeah. just, just fascinating. It's very fascinating.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, any questions you got, and you guys are invited as well.
5: If you're around the Bristol, Tennessee area and you want to uh, – have a nice place to spend the night for you, charge.
4: Just let me know. I'll be glad to set you a place Absolutely there. not. <laughs> he said, the judge said absolutely not. 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 He said he's not going down uh, that route. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, wait. Not. absolutely no way. Hey, we'll
2: send we'll our lead away. investigator. We'll send Jerry. I'll have to tag along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll
3: wait.
4: Let's put it this way. Yeah. If we send Jerry, he may be the one thing that the that the spirits and the entities leave for good.
0: <laughs> you
3: know, there's like, uh, you start bringing, because
4: they, they, they may say, "Look, Rick, you know we we enjoy you know scaring people, doing all this stuff, but bringing in this Jerry guy is just too much. Bring back the Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons guys. scary guy's too much. Uh,
5: yeah, it's, uh, it's that way. Well, like I say, the the sisters will be here this weekend, and uh, I would say there's going to be a new chapter about this place starting next week. And I don't. Really, right. I have not any idea what that's going to be, but uh, I, th- I think it's going to be all right. I'm looking forward to. These girls are fearless. And uh, oh dude, yeah, we're looking forward to the follow up Yeah, you we're, like yeah, we're
3: yeah, we're definitely looking forward to the follow up. So, but yeah. all right. Well, I'm. I'm more willing right. to talk to you guys anytime. Thank you
5: again, and uh, I really look forward to this weekend and looking forward to talking back with you
4: again. All right. All right. All right. All right. Have a great Good
2: night day. everyone. Yep, yes. We'll catch you guys later. Take Bye. it easy. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>